Come to turn the party up to ten. I know you heard of me. Freaks get word of me and get wetter than blueberry vodka. Hey, hey, yo, and welcome to the triumphant return of the Death Cakes podcast. No, we're not yes, dead. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, we just um had a lot of shit happen. You know, the epitome of uh life gets in the way. You know, we we say that a lot. You know, when it's kind of the uh catch-all phrase about you know hey that's what happens life gets in the way but um yeah this time uh well i guess back in uh you know back in november december you know that's when our holiday hours pick up that's when things get busy both of us you know jay and myself but then also uh we had you've heard that you heard us talk about uh talk about that on i mean the fool and uh you know on twitter and everything like that but then about a week before Christmas, some asshole broke into my house and didn't get a lot, thank God. But of the things he did get, it's really a pain in the ass. Among that was the uh, was our laptops. So I was sidelined for basically all that time because we didn't have any way to record the podcast. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that nobody got hurt. Nobody was home. You know, yeah, and that's and the important thing. Yeah, they didn't end up, in, end up with a lot, but you know, what an asshole, man. You know, Christmas time. You know, we what? I, I can't go to work, and my family can't go to a Christmas party without some jackass, you know, causing problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, my friend Demarco. Shout out to him. Uh, he listens to the show sometimes. He's an Ohio State fan. You know, Ohio State just won the uh, national championship college football you know so i hit him up i didn't talk to him in a minute i hit him up saying yo congratulations on your team he's like yeah i was just you know catching up how you how you how you been doing and he said that uh two days before christmas the 23rd somebody tried to shoot at his mom holy cow yeah yeah crazy man he's like i'm like damn i I didn't even told him what happened to me i'm like i'm not even gonna say shit his you know his mom it could have been worse you know he said you know the bullet didn't hit her but she spent several weeks, you know, in mental health, you know, just trying to get back right. You know, everybody's cool again. So glad to hear that, you know. But just to the dumbass who broke in here, you know, I hope you walk into the wrong house and you meet your maker. And the guy that shot at DeMarco's mom, you know, I hope you get caught slipping. You know, you get terrible, terrible, especially this time of year, but any time of year, really. But yeah, any time of year, but really Christmas especially. You really made it tough for everybody in the holiday season, so fuck y'all. I mean, Christmas brings out the worst in people. I don't care what you say. <laughs> but um, yeah, unfortunately, that, it did uh, affect you know how we recorded. Um, you probably already heard the episode, uh, the Magic Sode three, which is sort of a final appendix for that series of Magic Sodes. The Magic Sodes will be back. Yeah, uh, there was a couple I actually had planned, and of course, it didn't happen because I didn't have any way to record it. Yeah. But they'll be yeah. back in some form or fat fashion. We'll drop them in from from now and then. Yeah, you guys also missed out because of that. And you also missed out on our um, our anniversary episode of uh, I'm Need a Fool. 
which yeah. you know if you remember the first one we recorded that you know Christmas Eve night you know we were going to do the same thing this year and of course weren't able to do it so mm-hmm. yeah, so, and yeah I made mean, a fool is not dead you know <laughs> we keep no every, as soon as we always try to get back on track with that some shit comes up and we don't get to do it yeah, and believe me we tried everything we tried three different or two different Skype recorders so he could do it over his phone and yeah. just it just didn't sound right but we're we're back we're we've got some good stuff lined up for 2015 we already have our summer movie blockbuster fiesta super yeah, we gotta come up with a show because some of these things that we came up with for this one are not blockbusters no no but we <laughs> we not. have our our theme for our summer movie event yeah we've got the the movies picked out um we are hopefully gonna have some some interviews with people this year yeah hopefully um we're we're gonna try to expand the youtube channel do some some stuff on youtube so even though we weren't here we were still working getting stuff together so yes sir but uh anyway what uh what do we want to uh touch on before we get into the the meat of of this episode how about uh well we're recording this episode on january 18th so uh yesterday the day before we were um we live tweeted transformers the movie yeah of course the animated special from back then not the uh 2007 shitbag movie no the the animated 86 movie which of course apparently scarred the lives of many people <laughs> with the death of optimus prime i don't know if i was unaffected because i didn't see it in the movie in, in the theaters i saw it on vhs so did i or i i just i mean optimus prime isn't my favorite character so maybe i didn't feel as bad when he died same here or i know. realized that it was a cartoon and you know, it, it wasn't a real life person, but I didn't bawl and cry when I saw him die. Yeah, me neither. And I was, I remember when I watched it, I was like, whoa, they just, wow, they killed off his prime. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was just like, wow, I can't believe they went there, you know? Yeah. And then everything else that happened, you know, there were some, some curses dropped in there, you know, which uh, I was, we were tweeting about that, you know, it's crazy how, you know, back then, of course, it was such a big deal. You hear that and the kids, you know movie for kids you know or with the transformers and you know you hear, hear somebody say shit but then you know we look at 2007 movie i mean there were way more way more curses than that yeah the i think there was even back. a fucking in the third movie or no the yeah. fourth movie the latest movie i think somebody said fuck yeah i didn't see all those i only know the first one and then just the word shit in particular i just remember shia labeouf running across the uh the rooftops like shit 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 shit, shit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, we're, we'll hopefully you know, do that a lot more often with um, some classic nostalgic movies. Yeah, um, yeah, something we were just trying new. We hadn't done it. Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout. We'll announce those on the show so more people will be able to uh, join in. And yeah. shoutouts to um, to Retro Joe. And Retro Joe, Mel Weezy of the Geekly podcast for retweeting. Um, also, Three Black Geeks and Capitalizzi uh, for uh, saying they weren't going to because the movie <laughs> the movie scarred them. Or they, oh, I, I think the movie scarred Lizzie and 
and CJ over at three but I guess said the first 15 minutes is the only good part which yeah it's kind of true (laughs) it's kind of true I mean and I I tweeted that too during the session I mean I like the movie it's fun uh you know and and you know apologies to all the Transformers heads Jay yourself too I mean I like the movie but I don't think it's as awesome as everybody says it is but it's but it's fun I mean you know it's, it's fun yeah, I mean, that's it why was, I own it. That's why I have it. Yeah, it, it was my go-to hangover movie in my younger days. You know, just watch it on a on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning. You know. Yeah, yeah, one of those. But uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, real quick, hey, but speaking of capitalism, man, she's really doing it up with the Sonic stuff, man. She's, I mean, like my brother, my brother's a big Sonic fan, you know. So, uh, yeah, shout shout out to her for that. You know, he's he's proud because <laughs> he's seen. I showed it to him. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah yeah she is there's which is weird because that new sonic stuff just and I, I don't think i think people like the new tv show but the games that the show's based on are horrible i haven't i have no experience with either one so i i left i checked out after sonic generations i thought that game was great yeah I that was a good game yeah I, me neither but uh Anything else retro that we haven't touched on since, uh, man, episode 30, that's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great, and, if you guys haven't listened to episode 30, go back and listen yes, to it. Yes, <laughs> episode 30 and uh, episode 6 of I Made the Fool, which explained why we left off at 30. Yeah. You know. Yeah, which, you know, we took holiday hiatus, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's uh get into what we're talking about this time. Yes, and we're, uh, we're traveling back to Saturday morning. It's, yeah, it's, I just want to say one more time: it's good to be back. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this, you know, for this show especially. Um, and this is a topic we've brought it. We've 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 spoken on it a couple of times on the show, but never in the depth that we're about to today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's feels good to be back behind the mic, and I mean, um, I talked about the show in, I think my first cartoon intro minisode which is uh, epi- uh, minisode 1.5 the very yeah. first minisode I think I, I talked about this show I know we've brought it up several times before um, and it's a kid show a live action kid show from Saturday mornings mm-hmm. we all watched it we all loved it and then you know um, we actually had a different idea for what we were going to do for for episode 31 our comeback episode but then you texted me when was it it was like before christmas i guess it was like right before like the week some sometime in that week before christmas yeah and you said oh my god this is on netflix now yep and i was like okay i'll check it out so i booted up netflix and started watching and and (laughs) outfit episode 31 because we cannot talk about this no because as fun and as innocent as the show is, there's a lot of stuff that as a as an adult and as a parent, I'm really sitting there like, hey, kids are watching this. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and that is, of course, if you haven't figured it out, it is, of course, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, 
That yeah. iconic, that classic, crazy ass two minute intro. Two minutes. I timed it. It's two and a half minutes. Yeah, in 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 a twenty minute show, that's that's a lot of uh, real estate there. Yeah. Now let, let's let's talk about this. Um, just the bare bones background of this show. Um, basically, okay, BB Herman character had been around. Children movies, or he was in Cheech and Chong movies. He was in, uh, you know, his own, the uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and it's and he also had his. Well, I guess before all that, he had his uh, HBO special, his SBO stand up. I guess not really stand up. It was on stage, definitely. Yeah, it was and sort it was, of a stage special thing. Right, and it was a, uh, it was like a tribute to like you know like your romper rooms or your HR puffing stuffs. But skewed, you know, for adults, you know, just, you know. Yeah, it it was definitely based on the shows in the fifties and probably in the early sixties that uh, Paul Rubens grew grew up watching. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that in the way, in you know, the way he dresses, in the way Miss Yvonne dresses, in in the kitschy sort of aesthetic of the actual playhouse, the stuff inside. It's very 50s-ish. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... But, so you have that, which, I mean, fair enough, it was on HBO, it was for adults. Yeah. But then, you know, young, unknown, up-and-comer Tim Burton does this Pee-wee's Big Adventure movie, and some studio execs at CBS said, hey... Snort a big, you know, few rails of coke off the table, you know. Hey, have you seen this show? Like that's the, we, we need a, we need a kids show like that. Well, that's, this isn't a kids show; it's for adults. Oh, well, <laughs> make it for kids. Bring him in. We need this. This is our guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that so they that HBO sh- show, it had a lot of sexual innuendos. And- it was raunchy. It was. And so you've taken what they've done. They were skewering kids shows. They saw it and said, "Let's turn that back into a kids show." Yeah, I. I, <laughs> I, I don't know either. See, and that's the one thing I love about this show 
and about how it came to be. Because with everything else we talked about, you know, in the 80s, part of the 90s too, is that, I mean, we could speculate about, and we're probably 90% right that it was all drugs. But with this one, I mean, there's no question about what's going on there. You know exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 And- I mean, lots and <laughs> lots of drugs and, you know, angel dust and, you know, all kind of stuff. <laughs> Because there's no way, no way in their right mind makes this show. No. And no. they gave him 100% creative control. So his networks told him nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And see, um, the Pee Wee Herman show, which was the the special that he did for HBO, right. that, that was huge for HBO. So uh, Paul Rubens started write, writing a script for a movie. And made, you know, and to sort of flesh out Pee Wee in, into a three dimensional person, if that makes it, you know, a, a real sort of character. So, you know, in 1985, he gets together with Tim Burton, creates the movie, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is a classic 80s movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but he didn't have any of that playhouse stuff at all. I mean, his house was kind of weird looking in the movie. I think I remember. I haven't seen it in a while. Me neither. I remember the crazy bike and the uh, yeah, his, maybe the house. Maybe his the- house was kind of crazy, but he was barely there because you know it was a road adventure. Him trying to find his bike. So it, it wasn't like the playhouse was featured there. So then you know, come. I mean, they. Let's see. I'm looking at the Internet Bible now. They made the movie for let's see, 8 million mm-hmm. and it grossed 40 yeah that's so God, that's really when they yes, people's paid box office money to go see this I mean I, I I you know I remember seeing this on TV as a kid I just I, I just can't imagine it actually being in the theater yeah I never saw it in theater I remember watching it on VHS um, honestly, I think I remember watching it in school one day. You know, one of those movie days that that you'd have towards the end of the year. I, I oh, think that's yeah. the first time I watched it. Was during one of those days. But I mean, the the movie was huge, and so then CBS says, "Hey, let's let's turn this into a TV show, but let's make it for kids." Because I mean, Pee Wee himself is very. I, I don't want to say he's childlike. He's at a, least a stunted man child, basically. Yeah, he is. yeah. At, at least in this show. I mean, in the Pee Wee Herman show, the HBO special, he was sort of that way, but sort of not because there was you know, a lot of adult humor in that, mm-hmm. and that adult humor carried over into the show. Into the actual Pee Wee's Playhouse, and but it it was sometimes it was very subtle, sometimes it was in your fucking face. And watching it now, I'm like, oh my god! One, how did I not notice this when I was a kid? <laughs> Two, how did they get away with this? I'll tell you why. Well, number one, they gave him the create the, the complete creative control. At least the network did. Now, why censors or parent groups never said anything about this? I mean, this still won, you know, a bazillion awards, Emmys and stuff. So, 
somebody should you think somebody would have caught or said something but I don't remember anyone ever um but also you know it's because you know I'm, I'm looking back on the timeline see me and you we watched this show probably in the first couple of seasons mm-hmm. and after that you know we tell we kind of left it alone cause it's one of those later seasons where you can tell he just kind of stops giving a fuck and yeah. things because I okay Netflix again I shotgun the entire series it's very easy to do number one because like we said the theme song takes up you know two and a half minutes of the show there's no commercials so we're talking about 15-17 minutes an episode Netflix just keeps gunning them through them so I mean you can sit there and block out a bunch of them so you know really quick and on top of that um, the way Netflix works now you know when it when it uh when it continues on, you know, through episodes of like TV shows, it'll actually skip the theme song or the intro for mm-hmm. a lot of shows. So, you know, I'm already so so those two minutes at the beginning of the show for the theme song, those are already gone, and so it's right into the next one. So that's how I so easily went through the whole season series in about like three weeks. And uh, so I'm looking at this. First of all, I remember I remember hardly anything. Um, there's five seasons. It, it technically, technically is four. Technically, is only four seasons. Um, the third season was two episodes and a Christmas special. So I guess they blew the whole lot, blew the budget on a Christmas special. You know, paying all those celebrities and the production value and all that. And it aired on prime time. Uh, yeah, Jay, if you remember, <laughs> I was talking to you about this when I watched it. Um, the uh, Christmas special. I remember we were sitting there waiting. We wanted to go see it. We were out there. We were visiting you. And we were waiting to see it, and then the intro comes on, and they're introducing all the people and running through the whole roll call of all the guests that are going to show up. And then your mom pulled us out and made us she left or made us leave to go watch uh, some people sing Christmas songs at the high school. Yeah, yeah, very disappointing. Yeah, so, my parents can be a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but. Yeah. yeah, we never saw it. And actually, I well, at least I know I never seen until until the, uh, I guess it was the day after Christmas when I pulled up that Christmas special on Pee Wee. I had never seen it till that day, and really, honestly, there's not a whole lot there. It's just him showing you know celebrity after celebrity coming through and they sing songs. And that's really about it. So we really didn't miss anything. It was kind of the same thing except with Pee Wee. Yeah, but anyway, so about that third season, like I said, two episodes, Christmas special. And it, just, it dawned on me right there because we talked about this in our uh, in our earnest episode and in our uh, Saturday mornings episode that we did last year about this time. We were talking about why CBS had two shows, you know, basically kind of the same thing running back to back because we thought that Haver and his Ernest ran against PB on another network, but it was all CBS, mm-hmm. and that's why because there was no third season; it was all repeats, and so they had Ernest. That that Pee Wee lead in into Ernest. Yeah. So that makes sense now. I'm like, ah, okay, now I get it. Yeah, but, and uh, I'm guessing that's why they had Ernest. It was sort of a fill-in for season three. Right, and then there was no, there was only one season of Ernest because after that they had full seasons of Pee Wee again. Yeah. So, um, okay, so again, going to fourth and fifth seasons. Now, I also read this. I, I saw this on the Internet Bible. You know, by then, he was really growing tired of the Pee-wee character. I mean, he was showing up in character as Pee-wee, like, all throughout that era. Mm-hmm. He was really ready to go on sabbatical, but he had a contract to fill, so he just kind of... 
he went through, he filled that up, and then he was actually done with Pee Wee for a while. Yeah. All right. And um, that's something I also didn't know. I thought I always got I always thought the show got pulled because of uh, the whole porno theater uh, fiasco that happened. But no, the show was already off the air. It was running in reruns. So, you know, as they say, he fucked up the money because he was getting the syndication money. But as soon as that happened, they had to pull it off the air. Yeah. So it was already off the air. The show was already done at that point. But uh, again, you can tell he just stopped giving a damn here because there's less and less content in a lot of these uh, later seasons. And we'll get into that. But also, you know, the jokes start getting more and more obvious. Oh, like, yeah, uh, they do. Like, like, like there's a part where... Okay, back in the first season where uh, Cowboy Curtis, we'll talk about him in a second, he, he and uh, Pee Wee are teaching each other how to dance, you know, teaching each other their favorite dances. So he teaches uh, Pee Wee how to square dance, and Pee Wee says he wants to teach him how to, uh, how to pogo. So they, he teaches him the square dance, and then Cowboy Curtis says, okay, I'll show you mine, and you show me yours. Now, <laughs> you see, like, there's something quick like that. Now, a kid, you're probably not picking up on that. You know, because okay, yeah, he showed him his dance. Now he's gonna show his. Now, fast forward to like the fourth or fifth season. Is a season when uh, Reba, the male lady, wants to uh, go on a date. Sure, she has a crush on a on a firefighter who's on her route, and she comes to the playhouse to talk to Pee Wee and Miss Yvonne for advice. And so they end up inviting the guy to the playhouse, and they actually have the date there. So they actually set up. They do a whole dinner at the playhouse. They do a movie. Like they screen a movie and they set the playhouse playhouse up like a movie theater and even the whole they even have like the coming attractions at the beginning of the movie and like the concession stand like go get fresh popcorn and then you see like uh the hot dogs like get there's also get big hot wieners stuffed in between big hot buns and then you see like <laughs> you see Pee Wee and uh Miss Yvonne back there snickering to each other I'm like you guys just made a joke about ass sex <laughs> on a Saturday morning cartoon. Again, I got children watching this. <laughs> exactly. I got kids here. Come on. Come on, man. It, I mean, yeah, it... It really was, you know, sort of a Captain Kangaroo-ish sort of thing where it, it wasn't, like, teaching... Well, it, it, it was sort of te- teaching, like, morals and being nice to each other and all that kind of stuff that they, they, he would do like sometimes cool science experiment type things mm-hmm. in there but um it it was very much a, a throwback to shows of like the 50s and 60s in in the 80s which was cool but i tried showing my kids you know say hey you, you know I'm watching it for quote unquote research anyway, so to make myself feel better, you know, I, I try to get my kids who are 10 and 10 or 11 and 9 and um, 2. My two year old is the only one that hung around. The, the bigger ones got bored and left because, I mean, growing up in the 80s. You sort of saw those things from the fifties because your parents were from the fifties, right, and sixties. So, you, even though you may not have grown up in those eras, you sort of, you at least had an awareness of it because you've heard your parents talk about it or you've seen right. pictures of your parents in these, in these big hoop skirts and big bouffant hairstyles and stuff like that. But yeah. kids now. 
they have seen me in in cross colors and starter jackets. You know, they, they, there is no show that's sort of the same thing now. You know, I, there isn't a show that's on the air now that is a throwback to the 80s, the way this 80s show was a throwback to the 50s. So, kid, my yeah, kids I mean, just weren't into it. The last one, the only one I think of is Yo Gabba Gabba. And that show, I mean, that's for like the really, really little kids. You know? Yeah, that's for preschoolers yeah. and stoners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and yeah. speaking of which, I did have to watch at least a couple of these episodes with Quentin. Oh, 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 let's <sighs> talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because I definitely, I, I page Quentin. You know, after a couple episodes, I said, you know what? I have to know. I got to know what he thinks about this. So I I I told I told you the same thing. So I went, you know, I I, I paged Quentin, and uh, he brought Reggie. And you know, it, of, of all Quentin's peoples, you know, Reggie is I, th- I think is the coolest one. You know, my wife's mm-hmm. not a big fan, but I like Reggie. You know, because he's he, he you know he's not too loud. He's not chronically out of his mind, over the top. You know, he's just real laid back. He's chilled out. You know, I can I can dig that. So I sat there, even with Reggie, Pee Wee was more bugged out. Yeah, I'm sitting there. Look, there was a scene where he took scotch tape and he put tape all over his face and all over his, all the back of his head and started running around the playhouse. Now, if I sat there under normal circumstances and just said, uh, "Okay, that's that was pretty stupid," I might have chuckled. With Reggie sitting there, that was the funniest thing in the world. I, yeah. I you know, I <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. And then um, I think the the Mr. Knucklehead, you know, he has like a little. Uh, hand, or not a hand puppet, but you know, people take the hand, the, the knuckles and thumb, and make make it talk. He paints a face on it. You know, yeah, we'll we'll put tells, a picture up. Yeah, it tells um, knock knock jokes, or like there's a cow that comes to the comes to the window and talks. That stuff is coming through in 3D and just. Oh, it was really weird. It was weird. It was it, it was an experience. I tell you. Yeah, that. yeah. It it was the same for me when I called Quentin, and you know he he was on his way. He got here, and. uh I happened to watch this episode where Pee Wee put on his magic glasses. Oh, and God. if you guys have never watched Pee Wee, he has this pair of, it's a hat, an old 80s style painter's cap with the, the flaps in the back because mm-hmm. the 80s. But it also had a monkey like stitched into the hat. And then the, the bill of the hat had these, these flip down hot pink sunglasses. And, and when Pee Wee would put them on, the TV would get all wavy and blurry and, and, you know, he, he'd walk around in the playhouse like that. And I made the mistake of watching that episode when Quentin was here and <laughs> I had to turn it off for a second because I was getting motion sick. <laughs> you know, it, it was only for a couple seconds, but, you know. Yeah, oh, that's enough. That couple of seconds probably felt like a couple minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, you know, let's. Let's. Well, well, well. Hold on, real quick. I just want to say before I know where you were going. Um, you know, but before we before we go ahead and uh, take a break, real quick, and you know, what I, mean? so I just want to say that you know, just to cap off, I guess this segment of it, that the show really was genius in that way. Like you said, you had your throwback to the fifties, you know, the fifties, sixties type of shows set in the eighties. You know, so you had that in there, and then you had. You know, all this stuff, all this constant stimuli, you know, for, for children, you know, short attention span kids, but then you have the jokes, 
you know, I, I, again, early seasons are a lot more subtle. Jokes and references and stuff like that that adults would catch. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing Sesame Street was doing, you know, with their approach saying, you know, we want we want uh, parents to watch with their kids. And so how do we do that? Well, we have these songs that are throwbacks to like what they might have grown up listening to. This thing was just about everything they'd grown up seeing, mm-hmm. you know. And then right there, we were with the kids. Now, the way that backfired, of course, my father thought the show was hilarious. My mom couldn't stand it. She hated, she hates Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> hates the character. Yeah, because I mean, he is kind of, that, that voice can get on your nerves after a while. And I, I will tell you, after watching this, you know, I, I watched all of season one, half of season two, then I watched a handful from the last three seasons. And you could tell that Pee Wee was done by the fifth season because the voice is really strained and it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, and yeah. let's talk, and, and, and that's, that's another thing. Let's touch on that real quick. I've never known anyone, any character, nothing, any person, any real life person to have so many vocal inflections in one conversation. Yeah. Like, hi, boys, girls. It's PBR. It's switch. Like, oh, man. It would switch on the fly in the middle of sentences and on words and sound effects. I mean, it was it's totally bugged out. So I, I totally understand why my mom couldn't stand him. But my pops, on the other hand, he got it. Like he he was sit there and watch the shit with us. Yeah, yeah. But but before we take a break, let's just break down what Pee Wee's Playhouse is. Pee Wee's Play. It's I guess you would call it a variety show. I guess. Yeah. But it takes place in in Pee-wee's Playhouse, which is his house in the middle of nowhere, though they say it's in Puppet Land and there's neighbors all around. But we'll we'll get back to that Puppet Land thing cuz I'm confused about that. Yeah. But um it's basically Pee-wee comes into the playhouse and we play. He shows you the viewer, the kids how to play different games, how to sing different songs. Really it was a way to sort of you know, use your imagination. They even had had a, a Spanish speaker on there, so you would learn some Spanish phrases. You would lo- learn, you know, other languages sometimes too, just depending on what the topic of the day's show was. Yeah, you know, and then like I said they, he'd also do like easy science experiments or cooking stuff or um. You know, that's basically what the show was. It it really was like those kid shows, like Sesame Street and stuff, but it was very 80s, very stylized and crazy, and there were, you know, different segments every two seconds, you know. And he pulled a lot of, of the characters from his... HBO show, the stage special, mm-hmm. into this show and folded it all into one. Like, I think Cherry and Terry, the pterodactyl, uh-huh. the clock, the goldfish, and Jombie were all in the stage show. Yeah. And then he pulled them in here along with Miss Yvonne, Cowboy Curtis, um, Captain, uh, Carl. Captain Carl, who was. Played by Phil Hartman, who was only in the first season, and then he left. Because in the HBO show, Captain Carl and Miss Yvonne were fucking. And they they made no... It it wasn't subtle. I mean, there were all kinds of sexual jokes between them two. But that 
really wasn't there in the first season as much. No. Uh, in in the first season, Miss Yvonne's kind of flirting with everybody. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that, that's basically what the show was. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's take a break, and we'll break down deeper. Like I guess to the, a lot of the elements of the show. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll be right back, folks. All right. See you on the other side. Cheeto friend presents Just a Cheeto. I'm a cool daddy-o, rocking on the patio. When before my very eyes, I see cheese materialize, and my funky jive takes a dive. For the cheese that goes crunch. It's not easy being cheese. Cheetos, the cheese that goes crunch. You got a long, hot summer. You got nothing to do. I tell you, slip and slide is a way to get through. You get wet on slip and slide. You get cool. It's a long, wet ride. And you're hot on a slip and slide. Slip. Slip and slide. First you stride, then you glide, then you slide, 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 and get wet. Slip, slip and slide. The original slip and slide, and now the new slip and splash from Whammo. Big pieces, little pieces, masterpieces, Reese's pieces, head pieces, neck pieces, mouth pieces, Reese's pieces. The famous flavor of Reese's peanut butter in a fun candy shell. You love them to pieces. All right, and we are back. You're back, man. So uh, let's talk about some of these characters that are on the show. <laughs> you know, because they make up the show just as much as uh, Pee-wee himself. Yeah. As, fact, yeah. Uh, especially as the show goes along, we start to see less and less of Pee-wee. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, I mean, let's start off with the one that was there more than anybody else, Miss Vaughn. I think she was in almost every episode. Uh, just about. And uh, if you guys know uh, Miss Yvonne, I don't remember her real, uh, you know, her real her name. Real name's Lynn Marie Stewart. Lynn Marie Stewart, or as I know her, uh, uh, Mrs. Mack. Yeah, she she's on Always Sun- Sunny is Philadelphia now. Yeah, as a uh, Max mom, she's also been in other stuff. I mean, she's uh, improv actor. I believe. Yeah. Well, that's where they all started out. They were all groundlings. Yeah, yeah, they were all groundlings. Um, she was actually in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but did she play Miss Yvonne? You know, again, I haven't seen that show. I've seen a movie in in years. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember Miss Yvonne being in that movie, but maybe she, she must was. have played somebody else. Yeah. But, um, but, 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 Mrs. Mac. I mean, I, I like to think, you know, that. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the character arc that, was, that she would have, that the real Miss Yvonne would have taken, like, you know, back in the 80s, you know, she was really something, and then she ends up just chain-smoking in some shit, some some, some shithole house in uh, in Philadelphia with her son who, <laughs> who runs, a, runs a shitty bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after uh, she couldn't get, uh, what's his name? Uh, the fuck is his name? Ricardo, so she left the suburbs and yep, found Mr. Mac, there. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he went to jail, and oh yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, okay. I mean, so she uh, is her her title is the most beautiful most beautiful lady in Puppetland. 
where she actually lives, and that's the other thing too. You know, when you see the intro for Pee Wee's Playhouse, they're going through jungles and woods and hills and everything. He's the only house I see, so I don't know how he's in walking distance from everybody else. Yeah, his house is on top of a hill, and the front door, that red, that red jagged weird door, is centered in the middle of a porch. That porch goes straight out from the back of the house. There's no steps. There's no railing. I don't know how people are getting even to the front door. I mean, there's plenty of ways to get in the other doors. There's a door in the kitchen. There's a door somewhere else that you can get in the house. But everyone comes in the front door. There's no way you can get in the front door, but they do it. I don't know. Anyway. They do it. And they come from both directions, too. Because I, 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 I've looked at that, too. Once you pointed it out that one day, I said, you know what? In the intro, I'm going to look. And there, there is one way you can get from, like, one direction. But they always come from the other direction. So I'm wondering, how are they, 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 why do they do that? Where are they coming from? I don't know. I don't know. But um, she she constantly wears very 50-esque uh, dresses with the big poofy, whatever you call that, lace or whatever underneath so it poofs out like a poodle skirt type thing. Yeah. She always has this big hair, which as the seasons went on, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know. And can't talk about Miss Yvonne without talking about that cleavage. <laughs> Hashtag that cleavage. Yeah. Because, damn. Her, her cleavage is constantly front and center. So yeah. much that all the other characters, all the puppets and all the live action characters constantly are looking at it, making comments about it that you wouldn't catch as a kid. But I did now. <laughs> yeah, and there's one um, again in the later season. Like I told you, when things start getting more obvious, um, there's a scene where she goes and sits down on the chair on Cherry, um, and Terry, the uh, the pterodactyl, sits on top of the chair, and he looks down, and the camera looks down, so it's looking down her neckline, just everything. You see everything, and she says something to Terry. He says, "Oh, I'm fine up here. I love the view." And she says, oh, there must be some vulture in your family tree and kind of winks at him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. And, and Pee Wee constantly finding an excuse to look up her skirt. I mean, yeah. always, always that he, he's trying to do something to, to see up her skirt. Yeah. And, that happens. Uh, I remember one episode we turned invisible. And of course, he lifts her skirt and says the whole under- "I see London, I see France" thing. Yeah. <laughs> and again, a- as a kid, it's funny because you you know you said that in in the schoolyard, yeah. not in any kind of se- sexual way. You you know saw their underwear sticking out. But it, it's not like today when the the chicks have their underwear sticking out and it, you know they get that whale tail from their thong. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, this is before. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is back when it was not fashionable to have your drawers hanging out the back of your pants. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and she would just come over and apparently she, she was a nurse cause, cause she helped, of course. helped him get sick or help when Pee Wee got sick and some other people got sick or hurt, she, you know, helped them out and stuff. But she was a huge, she flirted with everybody. Yes. But especially, uh, Ricardo, the, the soccer player. 
yeah. who always wore his soccer outfit no matter what. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> before that, before that, there were before soccer, before uh, Ricardo came along, because uh, actually, well, I guess we can talk about this right here too. See, the first season of Pee Wee's Playhouse was filmed in like an apartment, like a loft apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. The whole playhouse is all set up right there, which I guess has part of the reason to do with like why it's designed the way it is. You know, kind of like in a circle, so that they can mm-hmm. look like there's more ground there than there really is. Uh, but before that, you know, some of the characters, you know, like uh, you you had instead of before you got Ricardo, you had uh Tito, who was the the, the pool boy, <laughs> basically, who was also in the stage show, I believe, and he always walked around. Did nothing but nothing but speedos and, and, and tiny shorts. And he'd never say too much of anything. He'd just come in to get water and then go back out. And anytime you show up, you know, Miss Yvonne, or they kind of exchange a you know, lingering glance or in a wink or whatever. Or they but but mainly he came around when Pee Wee was in there. He'd come up and do like the guess who thing from behind, really homoerotic. <laughs> yeah, it's shit like that, you know. And I guess you know, so after the. Uh, the show moved, I guess, you know, the second season moved to L.A. Some of these characters got got lost. Um, yeah. Another, you know, so he was go- he was out in came Ricardo, the, which, uh, the soccer guy. Yeah, which actually, season two was interesting. The, the first episode of season two, because the intro started out the way it always starts out. You know, with the very slow music and you're going through the forest and then up the hill and the camera goes around the playhouse. And then as it goes in the front door and you think that madcap crazy music is going to start, Pee-wee's like, oh, hey, we're we're cleaning the house. Yeah, redecorating. Yeah, we're, we're redecorating. So it, it was a really interesting, because the whole episode pretty much addressed the fact that they had a brand new set, but they said that they were redecorating and moving right. stuff around. But really, you know, they were showing off the new set and the bigger rooms and everything. Mm-hmm. That's when Clocky appeared. Uh, the fish and Globy, which was the talking globe, he they they both got new appearances. Yeah, they look different. Flory, uh, the talking floorboards. Yeah, he came. Ricardo came, and this this part, this, this episode. When I was a kid, I thought it was funny because it had this this section where Pee Wee is tricking everyone else into doing his work. Yes, but then lo- looking back at it, the two people he's trying to trick are the Mexican and the black guy. <laughs> so he's he's sitting in in his chair, he's sitting in cherry, and he's making the Mexican and the black guy move this dog chair all over the place. And then he says, "I'm gonna vacuum." Oh no, don't don't try and take the vacuum from me because this is too much fun, and I want to do it. You're not gonna take it from me. So now, Cowboy Curtis and and Ricardo are fighting. To to try and vacuum instead uh, of Pee Wee, so then Pee Wee <laughs> Pee Wee's like, "Oh, okay, you can do it, Cowboy Curtis." And then he winks at the camera. It's like, "No, you're just well, ma- making the minorities <laughs> do your work for you." Well, to be fair, let, let's be fair. That's a nod back to uh, was it Tom Sawyer or Huckman? Yeah, who had to paint the fence or whatever and made it seem like fun and made all the other kids do it. Yeah, but yeah, still, but, but 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 the other thing is, you know, by then Phil Hartman was gone. So there were no there were no white males on the show anymore besides him. Mm-mm. So I mean, all you had was the women. So I mean, that's that's what happened. That's what happened there. But still, it just I looked, know, I know, I know, I know, 
I know, but let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee wasn't. If there's one, if there's a lot of things you say about Pee Wee, he was not a racist. He had, no, no, he was not. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, he, he, had, he had a little bit of everybody on this show. Yo, let's talk about the kids, man. Um, because they got they got switched out too. Um, well, they weren't around very long. No, no. The first season you had uh, the kid who played Goldberg from Mighty Ducks. I don't remember his real name. Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's his name. Yeah. He does not look like any Sean Weiss to me, but okay. Yeah, I know. Sean Weiss. Um, I uh, he had a little Asian girl, and uh, he had this 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 little Jewish girl with poofy hair, who I looked at. And I was like, wait a minute, she looks familiar. And I just kept looking. I paused it, and, and she always wore these sunglasses. But then one day she took the sunglasses off. And by the way, they're, they're dressed they're dressed just very very much like hippies. It was that was the whole thing. Their names were Sunny. No, the names were Elvis, Cher, and another. I forgot what the what, what this girl what the, the Jewish girl's name was. But I'm looking at her. She took the sunglasses off. I'm like, holy shit! It's 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 uh, it's it's what's her name? It's it's what's her name from Orange Is the New Black and American uh, Pie. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. And actually, there is a video on YouTube of her watching herself on on that first episode of Pee Wee. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I see. Yeah. You sent me that after I told you. Like, yo, that's Natasha Leone on there. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Somehow you looked that up. You found it. And she's talking about how she tricked her way onto the show. Because uh, I guess her parents didn't want her to do it, but she ended up doing it, or something. I don't know. I forget why. But then the show aired on Saturdays, and of course that's the uh, the Jewish, you know, it's the holy day. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to Jew hell for doing this show when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But, but then yeah. In the the second season, yeah, they replaced all the kids. Yeah, and those kids were, I and, and they were only in a couple episodes, and for I think for good reason because those kids. Where those kids sucked. Yeah, you know. And then they got one rid of, of them. Didn't completely. even say anything. One of them didn't even talk. So it's like, okay, you got a kid who can't act, or it can't even act like a kid, so much that you're not going to give her any lines. Yeah, actually, according to the Internet Bible here, they were only in two episodes of the second season. They were never seen again. Yeah, yeah. Which so, was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I, I know why they did it before because they're trying to have it like a kids show and have actual kids there kind of like howdy doody had kids there and stuff like mm-hmm. that but you know it it just didn't work yeah and even the first even the original kids didn't come out and do much they would just come over and say hey you know we want to play with whatever or hey we want to we want to look in the in the dinosaur hole and she's like okay yeah. what do you give me so they give him foil for his foil ball and they would let him look in the mouse hole or do whatever you know yeah or go in the pool yeah, that's really about it. They really, there was only a couple episodes where he did more than that. Yeah, it didn't happen very often. But uh, then they also had, speaking of, well, we, we talked about it a little bit. Cowboy Curtis, <laughs> it's none other than so, Morpheus himself. Time out, man. I forgot. You know, they put this show for 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 a brief moment back in I want to say it's 2006 or 2005. They put they put maybe like twelve episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse back on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And I remember catching a few of those, and again, I hadn't seen Pee Wee since maybe nineteen eighty nine or ninety. At that point, so two thousand five, all of a sudden Cowboy Curtis is there, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> it's Lawrence Fishburne in a Jerry curl. 
Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne as a Jerry Curl wearing <laughs> cowboy. And he even sang a couple songs once. He sang songs, played the guitar. He, I mean, he really went all out with the, uh, with, with the, with, with the, with the hard twang and. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. So maybe that was the original Matrix, and then he got. That's how he got out. That's why he gets unplugged. Because he's like, wait a second. <laughs> Why would a cowboy have a jerry curl? <laughs> he woke himself up, pulled the plug, you know, put on the glasses. Now he's Morpheus. I believe it. I buy it. I buy it. You know, another thing, hey, you remember that movie, uh, was it 92 or 93? You remember that movie Posse? Yeah. With the black actors, all, all black actors or anything like that. Uh, now, Mario he, Van Peebles. Yeah. Now, he was not in there. You think that's why he didn't get the role in Posse? Because they figured he would show up in those, uh, in the Jerry Curl and the, and the sparkly boots he got from Zombie and Channel Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. Because you know he what? had an outfit. His outfit was very similar to what, uh, Michael J. Fox had on at the beginning of Back to the Future 3 <laughs> with, with the all the little fringes and there was like a pink vest and it was <laughs> it was it was very 80s yeah and let's talk about the boots there was an episode again uh, where he comes over and um, he hangs out like he always does and then he said something about uh, how his feet hurt he needed a new pair of boots and his boots were all beat up and so uh, he says I wish I had a new pair of boots so like uh, so you know you say wish Zombie the genie who was segue right into that for a second uh, you know his little box opens he's like wish did someone say wish and so Pee Wee uh, allows Cowboy Curtis to take his wish and he tells him uh, you know I could use a new pair of boots and he's like what size? Like, uh, size 12, uh, double wide, or whatever he said. And Pee-wee's like, man, big feet. And so here we go. He goes, well, you know what they say about people with big feet, don't you? He's like, no. What? He's like, they need big boots. And Nicole, you're a kid, you're like, ha ha, of course, yeah. Now, while that's going while that's going on, you see Pee-wee and Jambi look at the screen like, uh, like sideways. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not why they say that. <laughs> That's, like if, that's one of the things. See, that was cool. I like that one. That's that's, see, that's one of the things. As a kid, you don't catch that. As an adult, you're like, ah, yeah. Nice. And that joke came back again. There was another episode when he was in Magic Screen and he was climbing a beanstalk, and and the giant came out. You know, and he's like, oh, and Pee yeah. Wee's like, oh wow, those are those are giant feet. You know what they say about about uh, people with giant feet? And he looks <laughs> up. And he's he goes, they have big and then he's like, Oh, you know he looks at the screen for a second and then as a kid you're you're saying, Oh, you know, he's re- he, he's scared now because he actually realizes that this is a giant. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure giant. He, he's looking at that giant's dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he just screams giant and you know, he runs away and does the whole magic screen thing. Yeah. But um Yeah, so 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 yeah, that's uh that was Zombie. Um with his Mecha Lecha High, Mecha Hiney Ho. Um But uh yeah, Cowboy Curtis, I mean, yeah, that's that's just what he, he was did. in a lot of episodes too. Yeah, he was I guess behind Miss Yvonne, he was in the most. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I mean we talked about Tito and Ricardo. That was about it. Um, other than that, the only one that came over a lot was the King of Cartoons. Oh, okay. And let's talk about this. You know, first season it was played by you know, it's, it's a black guy. Yeah, it was played by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who. Um, the second season he got you know he got recast. You no, know, yeah. another black guy. And uh, I hate to say I did you know as a kid I didn't realize it was two different guys until. Until now, when I watched the second season, like, oh, wait, I, they got a different guy. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know it was two two different guys, but I didn't know who the second guy was until I was just browsing through Twitter and Andrew Jupin from We Hate Movies, the show that we watch, goes, uh, my mind was just blown because I was watching the Pee Wee Christmas special and realized the king of cartoons was Blackula. <laughs> So I turned on season two, and sure enough, the the man that played Blackula in that old seventies black exploitation horror movie, William H. Marshall. Yep, he was the king of cartoons for the rest of the of the yes. uh, show's run. Rest of the run, yeah. And I mean, he is like most black exploitation actors. He is a very he you know, he's a Shakespearean actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he speaks with a very uh, educated tongue, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And it, it very... Re- he was more regal sounding than the first guy they had. Oh, the first guy was a trip. And when I say that, I mean, literally, he was doing the same drugs that PB was doing. Because <laughs> he would show up... First of all, he would show up in a cab, which I, that's not very kingly. Um, he had this... this, this uh, but but the driver would come out and play the trumpet for him, and sometimes he would you know I mean that, that was his cue to come out. Sometimes if she played the trumpet, she would have to you know yell something out to the king or or play it again because he wouldn't get the, he wouldn't catch the cue. Like <laughs> he'd just be still be back there in the cab, and then he would come in and he'd just look at the screen all days like I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Like hey, you're supposed to do something. Oh. Oh yeah, let the cartoon begin, and he would play the cartoon, whatever. But there were so many instances where he would come in and be—he—he he, he didn't know where the hell he was at. He didn't know what was going on, Mm-mm. you know. And I don't know what the purpose of that was. I really I don't know either. But that's either. just what that—that's what, just what he did. It's like I don't know. I was really trying to make it like an Alzheimer's joke or something. I don't—I don't get it. But uh. About these cartoons then, you know, these cartoons are, if there would be like maybe 30, 45, 30 to 45 second clips from like some old ass like public domain cartoon. Like this guy, and when I say cartoons, I'm talking about the kind of cartoons that time forgot, you know, it's old animation, yeah. you know, not a lot of dialogue, just a bunch of music and people dancing around or doing stuff. Yeah. Now, again, going into the later seasons, when I say that, you know, that they stopped giving a damn those cartoon segments got longer and longer and not only that I, I forgot to say you know in those fourth and fifth season the theme song got longer by another like 10 15 seconds so yeah because so, the theme song went all over the place yeah and so now you've got so you've got a longer theme so you got almost three minutes of theme song you've got longer cartoon segments and there were even a couple episodes where they did two cartoons back to back they did a long one and then they go into another one right out after that and then went into a penny cartoon. So I mean, there's just no material in that show at all. Yeah, it was it was uh, weird how how they 
how they uh, did did that because I'm not sure what season it showed up, but they, they had they had the regular the the king of cartoons would always show an old cartoon from like the 20s or 30s, a really mm-hmm. you know, old like pre Looney Tunes kind of cartoon. Yeah. But then the show had its own original cartoon Penny, which was a claymation stop motion thing, and then it had. I, mean, I guess you could technically call it a cartoon. Would be the dinosaurs in the dinosaur hole. Yeah. And the the uh, the food inside the refrigerator. That was sort of a mini cartoon, but those, those only lasted maybe ten thirty seconds. Oh yeah, I forgot about but, that. You know, the the penny cartoons would go for a couple minutes. Your king of cartoon cartoon would go for you know two minutes. But they got longer and longer. And then in like the fourth season or third, fifth season, they added another cartoon called El Hombre. Yeah. Which I don't know what the fuck. Okay. It, I, it, the animation was, it was like, um, one of them black velvet paintings that, um, Hispanic people stereotypically love, you know? Mm hmm. And it was just this Hispanic dude doing stuff. Yeah. And it was all in Spanish, no subtitles, Mm-mm. very fast. So I don't know what you're supposed to take from me. I don't, I don't get it. What I don't are you know. supposed to, what, I, I mean, and that's another thing going back to when you were talking about when they introduced Ricardo is that, you know, sometimes he would teach a phrase in Spanish, but a lot of times he would just say stuff and then he would repeat it back in English or say something in English, repeat it back in Spanish. And then there were times he tried to teach Pee Wee something, and Pee Wee would learn it. He was just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just yeah. wouldn't say it, you know. So, and then they throw in El Hombre, and I don't get. I, again, they they're just filling up time because I, I, yeah, I, I don't know how anybody gets the, anything from that who doesn't understand the, Spanish. The only El Hombre episode that I remember that I you know watched here recently, it started off. Again, I don't know what's being said. But it started off with the little girl. She goes, I don't know where she went, but she pulls out a pack of cigarettes and lights them and starts smoking one. And the mom comes in, like almost catches her. So she throws the cigarette against the curtains and the house just, it it was almost Michael Bay-ish because the whole house is on fire. (laughs) It took two seconds. So they they yell for El Hombre. Mm -hmm. El Hombre flies in. He's not wearing like a superhero outfit. He's wearing a wife beater and jeans and, and a bandana tied around his head. And he just flies in, lands in front of the house, does a big bad wolf huff and puff, blows the fire out, says something in Spanish about uh, smoke is dangerous. I, I caught that. Uh, fumar something, something, something. So I don't know how he knew that she was smoking or the fu- I I don't know what happened. But then it was just over. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Oh, one cool. other person we we didn't talk about was Reba the male lady. Oh, and yeah. Reba was. She started out in in the first season. She was you know not there every episode, but when she she was there, she was fun and happy you know enjoying herself in the playhouse well, in the later well. season in the later seasons i don't know what they did but 
she hated coming to that playhouse. Well, it was it's the other way around. It's like it started out, she would show up, and you know she like <laughs> there was one where she got a uh, she had something for him. He just goes tearing into it, all excited. She's looking at him like he's nuts, and then walks away. Yeah, you know? she didn't take no shit. Yeah, no. She and then and then uh, I think there was one where they were playing. Uh, they're playing campfire, or like they're playing like they were camping or something like that. So he had this big pile of stuff, supposed to be the campfire. Yeah. And he walks in. She had delivered something to him, and he's like, "Oh, uh, she's like, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just, uh, we're just, we're just, we're just uh, gathering around a campfire. What fire?" She points over there, that pile of stuff. He's like, "Right there." He's like, "Boy, you sure there ain't nothing wrong with you?" <laughs> and then, and then I guess toward the. I guess the end of the first and the beginning of the second. Then she started to be fun and kind of enjoy coming. With, yeah, because the first okay. season she didn't like delivering there, and then I think it all started in the later season where where he uh, he wished that she was there because he had to, he had to deliver a uh, he had to, no he had he had something he had to mail, and someone said why don't you just go to the mailbox? It was a Saturday. She was off. But he wished that she was there, and so he wished her out of bed, like she's there. She's like in her robe and curlers and stuff. And he's like, "It's my day off. Why don't you just go to the mailbox?" <laughs> I think after that, it was never the same. Yeah, yeah. I remember. There's um, on YouTube, and I'll link it after this show goes live. But there is two YouTube videos called called like the uh, inappropriate inappropriate humor on Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. And one of them, it it had a clip of an episode where I guess Reba was sick, so Pee Wee was pretending to be a doctor, and he had he had the stethoscope and everything. And he's listening to her heart and had the the tongue depressor looked in her mouth, and then he said, um, "Well, let me check in your ears, but wait, let me put on my uh, my doctor mirror, which you know one of those old school headbands that's got the big like." It looks like a, a pizza cutter wheel. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's yeah. a mirror. And he, he's he's uh, getting that out, and he's going to put it on his head, and it just falls out. He literally just drops it on purpose. And I was like, what? What do you do that for? And he goes, oops. So he gets down on the ground. It, it shows him by her feet. He picks it up, and he angles it up under her, her dress, and he's looking. <laughs> He's just looking up her dress. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Kids are watching this. Oh my god. And then and then after that, you know, she give, gives him a sideways glance and then he's like, Okay, your ears are fine and everything. Uh, now we got one more test. And he pulls out a rubber glove and he straps it on. Oh my god. And the way he puts it on, it's so um his He's just got two fingers sticking up in the air as he's pulling it on and, and, you know, doing that rubber glove snap, you know. And she goes, oh, hell no. (laughs) And starts walking away. And Pee-wee's like, oh, no, no, I'm just joking. That's my rubber glove trick. (laughs) What is that? And as a kid, I I probably thought that was funny. But as an adult, I'm like, what kind of trick are you trying to fucking pull? That that had to have been a later season episode when he just didn't give a fuck. I guess so. Because that's that is extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They just made a finger fucking joke. Good, good job, uh, CBS. Yeah. yeah, again, CBS didn't catch it. C- or if they did catch it, they thought kids 
wouldn't pay attention to it. Which, and I guess they were I right, because we didn't... Yeah, I didn't catch any of this stuff. Maybe I was a stupid kid, I don't know. But... <laughs> you know, but, uh... But, uh, okay, and, you know, we, a couple of minor people forgot about... Um, we mentioned Captain Carl already. It was Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. He was only in the first season, and then he didn't come along for the, for the rest. Um... There was a in the first season you had Mrs. Steve. She was like this fat lady who was always snooping around the house, and why I don't know. But every time she get caught snooping, she come in the house anyway. He let her in anyway, so I mean I don't get what I don't I don't really understand what what her character was supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then but then after they uh. You know, after the second season, Mrs. Steve disappears. We get Mr. Renee, which is another heavy set woman, but she comes over and she actually, you know, she actually plays at the playhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was like she was very mod sixties when she first appeared. Mm-hmm. You know, she had like the. I wish I could describe the outfit, but I don't even know what the outfit is called. <laughs> you know, it, it was very very sort of. Mod, whatever, ter- very Austin Powers ish, I guess you could say, yeah. to get some, you know, with the really, the outfits had the very straight lines and the hair was straight, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, I mean, other than that, er- everyone else in the show was just puppets and, and, uh, um, clay animation. Right. Basically. Which, um, they had three puppets in the in the theme song. They they call them out. You know, they are the the puppet band, but they live in Puppet Land, which is what I, I wanted to talk to you about. Where oh, is Puppet okay. Land? I don't know what is. Pu- where is I don't know where Puppet Land is, but I know because, I know I know where the confusion is going in. But go ahead and say it for the uh, because I, I asked you this whenever I was watch, watching it. I said, "Where is Pee Wee's Playhouse?" It is I said, "Is Pee Wee's Playhouse?" A house where Pee-wee just goes and hangs out, or is this his actual house? Because at the end of every episode, Pee-wee always leaves. But he's got a, a bedroom and a bathroom. He's got all this stuff there. And you said, "Oh, it's his playhouse in Puppetland." But the way this show seems, Puppetland is just that one section of the playhouse. It's not outside. Yeah. See, no. What you missed? You missed the reference there. Puppetland. You know the where, where the band is. Mm-hmm. That's a jazz club. You know it's like it's like the Birdland. Oh, so that's what that is. But no, the place, the actual setting of this playhouse is called Puppetland. So that's why Miss Yvonne is the most beautiful lady in Puppetland. That's why Pee Wee goes home to wherever the hell he goes. You know, after each episode, flies past Rush, Route Rushmore and <laughs> over all this scenery <laughs> that shouldn't mine up, and then goes down the highway. Yeah. Oh, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up too before I forget. This show came out a year after Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a movie all about Pee Wee's favorite bicycle gets stolen and he travels across the country to find it. He finds it, you know, comes back home. Why wasn't the bike, and th- this is something I wondered as a kid, why wasn't the bike in the show? Inst- instead, he had a scooter. Yeah. You know, because that, that bike was iconic. It had like a a lion bell on it, and you know it it was 
I, I watched that movie, I don't know how many times after it came out on, on VHS. But, you know, that bike was a cool, kitschy looking bike. Why wouldn't they use it in the show to help draw, you know, kids in? I, I don't know. Because the scooter wasn't all that impressive. I mean, it had some streamers and a bell on it, but I don't know. His... But, but to be honest, I mean, with me, and I mean, granted, you know, when the show came out, I was what four or five years old. Mm. Not maybe not five years old. I was like three or four. I hadn't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure yet. I only knew the show. So the bike, I didn't know anything about this bike until years later when the show came on TV or the, when the movie came on uh, TV. So, I don't know, maybe they just banked on the fact that younger kids were going to watch it, maybe they hadn't seen Big Adventure. Yeah, I guess so, I don't know. But again, but I mean, that's a good question, though, I don't know why the bike wasn't there. Maybe they wanted, maybe it's a, well, you know, studios weren't so rigid back then, I don't know, maybe, maybe it had something to do with that belonging to the movie or the, or the, or the, you know, the prop department over there or something like that, and they couldn't use it, so they just used a scooter. Oh, maybe, maybe I don't. Know. I don't know, but I, I, I I'm, I want to believe they had the bike in mind, and for some reason couldn't do it, and so they had the scooter instead. That's why I did the scooter segment. Hmm. But I mean, that was a pretty cool segment of itself because in this whole house, he had this secret room, and he'd pull. In the first season, he would have to lift up an iron on an ironing board, and then this section of the wall would raise up, and his scooter would be there. Mm-hmm. In later seasons, he had a statue on the wall, and he pulled the statue's arm. Yeah, the discus door. Yeah, and then it would open up, and then it was basically like a catapult, and it it uh it shoot the the scooter out there. Yeah, you know, but. I still, I still understand where this playhouse is because it's on a fucking hill and there's no one around. But it's somehow in Playland and everyone's next door and they can see it from next door. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. But anyway, um. Is there anything else we need to touch on with uh, this show? Uh, with the characters in particular, um, not really. I think we nailed down all the characters. I mean, um, I guess we didn't talk about some of the uh, some of the puppets and props, everything like that. You know, we talk about like Conky the robot, who obviously that was the one who would give you the secret word every day. Yeah, yeah, which was you know the fun part. It was sort of the interactive part of the show. Yeah, that we'd get in trouble for. <laughs> I think we screamed real loud for maybe one or two episodes, and then that got shut down real fucking quick. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if many people screamed real loud at the TV when that happened. I I gotta think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't fit the characters, man. Why don't we take another break and we'll talk about just, I guess, uh. Just various stuff from different episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely want to touch on the very last episode. Alright. Alright. Be right back, folks. Alright. This is crack. 
rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool. But doing it with crack isn't just wrong. It could be dead wrong. All right. And we're back for final segment. Yes, um, yes, yes. Well, I mean, we talked about the house, talked about the characters. Um, what, what are some of your? I mean, you you watched the whole, whole series. I watched most of it. So, what do you remember fondest? I guess. Or? Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna stick to the stuff I remember from when I was a kid, because that's the stuff when I go when I went back and watched. I realized that I really only. I really only watched season one and two that much. I stopped caring yeah. after that. You know, watching uh, the latest seasons, you know, during, uh, you know, on Netflix, you know, before we did, recorded this episode. Um, I don't know. They're just not as memorable to me, maybe because I didn't grow up with them. But also because, I mean, it's just that, that there's always that fine line with any show, really. Is when you add too much production value, too much cam, you know, too good of cameras, or you know, get too advanced with props or certain things like that, you know, it kind of loses some of the charm that was there before. Yeah, that's how I kind of felt about it. Just when you see it, it, just totally looks different. And then, of course, that's also around the time when Pee Wee starts kind of checking out as far as acting and being the character, you know. So you can tell he's not all in anymore. Yeah, and I think. About season three is when I checked out it uh, also because I don't remember that new I, I didn't remember that new intro part at all when you start flying through Africa and all that other stuff. Uh-uh. No, I don't remember that either. So. No, but uh, there is um, I guess the one I always remember most and it's it, incidentally it's the first episode it was the one when they made ice cream soup. Oh yeah, because I think when I was a kid, I saw that, and I think every time I had ice cream, I always mix it up. Whether I had, whether I had like a uh, hot fudge or anything like that to put in there, I always mixed it up like soup, let it melt a little, mixed it up, and made mm-hmm. soup of it. So Should I still do that. <laughs> I don't need more, unfortunately, because I'm lactose intolerant now, so I don't eat very much ice cream. Um, but yeah, that's what I. That, that's that's one thing, and it's remember. Uh, he had the little the ice cream scoop or the or excuse me not the scoop the uh, the hot fudge dispenser that looked like someone's face and it had like a and the the, the spout was his nose so every time you squeeze the uh, every time you push down the dispenser hot fudge starts coming out of his nose yeah and then fucking the little uh, bully the little bully, bully puppet Randy came in and started jumping on top of Huey's hand and making him uh, add more and more chocolate to it. And it messed up the soup because it made it too, uh, I guess it made it too soupy, like almost liquidy. So, like, you know, you can always add more ice cream to it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So they did that. They mix it up, whatever. So there was that. There was one, and I, if I can find the clip, I'll, I will, I'll have you throw it in there. There was one where instead he decided to make, he made a salad for snack. And what he did, he had everything chopped up. 
you know, on his table already. So I'm going over to my salad bar. He's like, if you don't have a salad bar, just tell your parents to chop up some salad. So, you know, I'm not doing a Pee Wee impression because fuck that. But, uh, so he goes and, uh, he, he starts, he starts adding like, you know, some, uh, some lettuce and spinach or whatever. And then he picks up a, uh, a cauliflower. He's like, ah, a brain. Ah, he's like, oh, it's cauliflower. I'm just kidding. So he's like, <laughs> And this is another one I saw this part with Quentin too And I thought this was so funny Um Was when He starts grabbing these Like broccoli Zucchini Celery And he picks up something else And he's like Eee And he picks up something else Eee <laughs> And then he grabs some uh Some alfalfa sprouts And I remember seeing this when I was a kid I thought it was hilarious when I was a kid It's even more funny With uh, Quentin and Reggie Um was that uh, when he grabbed the alfalfa sprouts? He's like, "What is this? It looks like hair." He sniffs it. it smells like hair. Takes a bite. He's like, "It is hair." <laughs> like, no, just kidding. Sprouts. And he just puts it in there and mixes it all up. And one thing he would do after everything he ate, he'd be like, "Mmm," you know, like like for the for the. Uh, well, I think one time he had like he had he had cereal cornflakes. That cornflakes, wheat flakes, whatever, rice flakes. It's like, mmm, flaky. So with this, mmm, salady. <laughs> you know? It's ignorant, yeah. man. But, uh, yeah, so I remember when I saw that when I was a kid, that salad bar thing. I was like, oh, I forgot all about this. This is hilarious. And he, um, so whenever we went to the store, we passed the alfalfa sprouts, and I would always laugh because I'd be like, it's hair. It is hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one thing. I mean, I guess kids were saying it anyway, but seeing it on TV, seeing Pee Wee say stuff like, you know, I know you are, but what am I? I mean, oh, yeah. It, it seems like that's where I saw most of that stuff, and it became, you know, part of of kids' vernacular. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, I remember or, that. Or, or why don't you marry it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. shit. Speaking of which. There's an episode which I remember I'd, I'd shotgun a couple episodes and I got to this episode and say, you know what, okay, I'm, I think I'm done for the day. My brain hurts. <laughs> when they made fruit salad for a snack. And then uh, he said, oh, because he, he'd been getting people with that, why don't you marry it stuff for, 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 you know, so many, for, you know, for an entire season. And so he made fruit salad and he said, he said, I love fruit salad. And they said, why don't you marry it? Everybody in the playoffs said, why don't you marry it? He said, you know what? I think I will. So he came over. He had his, he, he had the thing with a bridal veil on, a bowl with a veil on it and fruit salad in it. He married fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was another one, too. And I don't remember. That was in season two, I think. And I don't remember seeing that back then. But yeah, I saw it this time around. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, for me, it it's a piece of nostalgia. You know, I I watching it, I forgot how much stuff I liked. You know, about the show. Mm-hmm. You know, because there were a bunch of of stuff that I had forgotten. Like the I know you are one of my stuff, and yeah. then. Um, that salesman that was in season oh, one, yeah. I completely forgot about the set. It, it was a guy in this giant suit, basically, with this big, fake, like, Mardi Gras costume head. Mm-hmm. And he, he was always coming to offer 
Pee-wee the deal of a lifetime or yeah, something I'm like going that. door to door and offer you maybe this special offer. Yeah. And, and Pee-wee would always, you know, slam the door in his face and scream, salesman, no, uh, you know, and run away. But then I think the last episode that he was in, Pee-wee actually said, well, what are you offering? And salesman said, free foil. Yeah. So, you know, he got free foil for his ball and then, uh, I think that was his last appearance. He never showed up again. Yeah, he never showed up again. Also, that was the last appearance of the foil ball. Because uh, after that, I think uh, when Ricardo came, he said, Oh, I brought some foil for your foil ball. He's like, No, he got too big. I couldn't keep it in the house. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, it got so big you couldn't keep it in the house. Where did it go? Because it's not in the house anymore. Yeah. And how'd you get it out of the house? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so he started a rubber band ball. So he had a rubber band ball. He's like, oh, well, I got a couple rubber bands. So he had a rubber band ball. And that was only in a couple episodes. They never mentioned that again. Yeah. Yeah, it never came back. Because uh, what are you going to do with a rubber? You're, you're, no way you're going to find a, a rubber band to be as big as what that foil ball was. I guess not. But, I mean, they could have started it somewhere, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess. But, um... I mean... I guess that's really it. Yeah, I guess that's it as far as like some of the fond memories of the show. I think I spent more of this more of this viewing just saying, "Oh my god!" Like at the stuff that I didn't catch. You know, oh the yeah, windows, the innuendos like, uh, were were crazy. Yeah, like um, there's a part where um, like Pee Wee has a dream that he's a superhero. And uh, he saves Missy Vaughn. Like she has a she has a weight that she can't lift, like a barbell. Mm-hmm. And so he picks it up with one hand and, th- and and helps her out. And but the barbell is I mean shaped like any barbell except right in the center where the part touches your chest. It's got these two big humps in it. Like I guess they're like boob slots. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, what the f- what? <laughs> All right, I see what that is. And then um, there was a part where oh where. Uh, Oh, I think it's in season one or two where um, Miss Yvonne asks Cowboy Curtis out on a date. And he says he didn't know how to act, so they help him. You know, they, they help him, they give him some pointers about how to, how to, how to uh, conduct himself on the date. So, way in season five, that, you know, it gets mentioned. Oh, you know, remember that? T- oh, yeah, no, season four, that's what it was, because... Again, these these later seasons, they start doing a lot of clip shows because 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 like I said, they stopped giving a damn. So they start doing a lot of clip shows of old episodes, and they were doing an episode of like Best of Cowboy Curtis, I guess. And they were talking about when they helped him on his date, and so uh, he says, "Hey, whatever happened on that date, anyway?" And then um, Cowboy Curtis says, "Oh, gee, you know, it was so long ago. I really don't remember." And then he winks at the screen, winks really hard at the screen. Like, yeah, you know what you did. You took her under the stars, you played the guitar, and then you bust that body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dress has some Jericho stains on it. <laughs> Let's see. There was a part where uh, there was a fire, like the, the oven caught on fire, and uh, a fireman came over, and Mrs. Vaughn, like, you can totally, she just splooshed in her panties, like, or something. And she says, oh, yeah, she keeps fire, fire, uh, she keeps smoke detectors above her bed. You know, <laughs> I just, all this, all those shit like that, you know, yeah. that I would just happen to catch this year and like, wow, this, this yeah. just went over the air. Yeah, there, there was one episode where 
Miss Yvonne had to move into the playhouse because her house was being repainted. Mm-hmm. So then she has the movers come and bring all her shit. Oh. The movers are had to be fucking off off duty Chippendales dancers because it's all these these dudes, no shirt on. Some of them are wearing cut off uh, jeans. Yeah, and they got no shirt. They are greased up. I mean, it's it's not right for <laughs> I mean, these are huge, bulking Chippendale type dudes. Yeah, lotion, oil, and shit on. Yeah, yeah. I I swear that they had to spend most of the day putting oil on before they even started moving shit. <laughs> and then why would you put oil on before you move stuff? Mess up your grip. Yeah. Like that. Until, yeah. Well, they were either that's what they were, or they were they, they were her manservants. Something. But um. Speaking of clip shows, as we sort of wind down here, the very last episode was a clip show, and Pee Wee didn't show up until the last maybe two minutes. He didn't show up except to get on the scooter and go home. Yeah, it was it, it was really odd because Miss Yvonne came in and did a dance number for about five minutes, and then that's where we got Terry looking down her shirt and talking about her cleavage. Yeah. And then the rest of it, it's a clip show because they find a for sale sign in the flower bed. And they, they're they wondering what this, you know, sale sign is for. And they think that Pee Wee's selling the playhouse. So um, they're all freaking out thinking Pee Wee's selling the playhouse. And they start having memories of what it was like. And, you know, they're all sad. And then uh, Pee Wee finally walks in and... Miss Yvonne's like, you can't sell this playhouse because it's everybody's. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Since when did everyone own this playhouse? Right. You know, it's it's called Pee-wee's Playhouse for a reason. I assume he's paying the mortgage on this place. You know? Are you doing something? I mean, I don't know how he affords this place. Let's talk about that <laughs> for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how he affords this place. Or, you know, what this place even is. He has to be be rich if this is his playhouse, his second house, you know. Right. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, he's Miss Avance. Like, this is all of our houses, and you can't sell this without without uh, talking to all of us first. And Peter's like, I'm not selling the house. Here, this uh, he he goes back outside, comes back in, said, um, "This must have fallen off of the sign," and it was. A second sign that said lemonade and it was supposed to be above the for sale part. Yeah. Why he was selling lemonade, I don't know. He didn't really explain it. Well, and on top of that, he didn't even have the lemonade. He got on the scooter to go buy some. Yeah, buy well, some that, that's how they, they ended the show. He, he's like, don't worry, boys and girls, the, the playhouse will always be here for you and everybody to enjoy forever. Yeah, until... And then he got on the scooter, and, and Miss Yvonne's like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to get lemons. And then he leaves. Yeah. And that was it. But we all know the playhouse wasn't around forever, which I, which which meant in reruns for perpetuity, but the playhouse wasn't around forever, and I doubt that he actually went and got those lemons. He went to that porno theater and... <laughs> You know, yeah. did his thing and got caught with his with his oh. wang out. Okay, let, let me ask you this then: Do you remember when it happened? I when he got busted. Yes. Did you know that his real name was Paul Rubens before that? 
I did. I knew that his name you was. Did. Yeah, because um, I think my mom, my mom had told us a long time ago, like, because uh, because what, what what was it? Somehow it came up. It was like you know, some some somehow it came up that his name wasn't really P. B. Herman. So I asked what name was. She said it was Paul Rubens. So and that was years before. Now that what why where that came out from, I don't know. But yeah, I knew that. Because I remember when that first came out, and then they first showed that mugshot, and you know his hair was long because he was tired of keeping that high tight buzz cut. Mm-hmm. So his hair was longer. I think he had a beard or a mustache. Because, like we said before, he was sick of Pee Wee. You know? Yeah. It, it, it was just weird seeing him like that. And then the news was calling him Paul Rubens and stuff. And I, I remember kids at school were like, oh, I thought Pee Wee was, his, I thought that was his name. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, all the jokes and stuff started. And he kind of went into hiding for a while. And then yeah, he we got came that back. Great, uh, we got that great in Living Color uh, piece with Jim Carrey as uh, Pee Wee. With the, oh, uh, yeah, the talk the Pee Wee doll with the, instead of the talking Pee Wee had like the turbo fist. <laughs> <laughs> now I can play the drum really fast or something like that is what they said. And <laughs> beat something really fast. Um, he he didn't get in in that character again until like an MTV Awards in what ninety nine or two thousand, mm-hmm. maybe even later than that. Let me see if I can find it. Well, while you're doing that, I just, damn, I just remembered this. Remember one time you spent the night at our place, and there was a, we stayed up and watched Arsenio Hall, and he had Pee Wee on, and it was, you know, an interview with Pee Wee can only be so many things, but they sat down, they had the cereal up there on stage, he's like, oh, we need some, we need some breakfast music, so he pulls out a radio, and it's really like a, it's, it's a, it's shaped like a woman. And you have to lift the dress up, and like the dials and the buttons are on her on her nipple, basically. So he turns mm-hmm. the nipple, and that's what made the music come on. <laughs> I can't remember if that was before or after the show went off the air. I have to say after, but yeah, at the same that. time, I don't. I, it's it's, I don't know. It's just really weird. Either way, because either he did that while the show was on the air, or he did it after he got busted, which seems like a weird time to have done that. But I don't. I, yeah, I remember that, that, that episode, though. Okay, here it is. I found it. Um, he showed up on Spike TV's 2007 Guys' Choice Awards, which was the first time Paul Rubens had been had been Pee Wee Herman since 1992. All right. So that was 2007. Um, let's see. years. Yeah, 15 years. And then in 2011, Pee Wee was on Saturday Night Live in a segment. Which I actually remember that. It was actually really funny. Because they ended up getting drunk. Him him and Andy Sandberg got drunk and like beat up Anderson Cooper in an alley. Um, I think that's on YouTube too. One, one of those... One of those uh, SNL Digital Shorts. Right. I'll have to look it up. Let's see. And then he showed up in 2012 on Top Chef. And then... Uh, let's see. 2010, he had the live stage show 
which was basically the original Pee Wee Herman show, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a revival. That was in 2009. I remember that now because it it aired on on HBO in like 2010, and it had pretty much everybody back mm-hmm. except for Lawrence Fishburne. He didn't want to get in the tights, so uh, <laughs> um, had. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Phil Lamar from Futurama and, you know, voice actor, Mad TV and stuff. Yeah. Had him playing Cowboy Curtis. But, uh, Miss Yvonne was there and still had the dress. I don't know if she was showing the cleavage as much because she's an older lady now. Yeah, yeah. She misses Mac now. Yeah. So I don't know if the dress was as revealing as it usually was, but, um,. See, Jombie came back. Same guy playing Jombie. Hey, you know something about the later seasons? Less Jombie too. Yeah. So, yeah, in 2010. That, that's uh, last time. And then now they're talking about uh, the movie coming to Netflix. Oh wow! A brand new Pee Wee Herman movie that that will premiere exclusively on Netflix. Hmm. So, you know, it's making a comeback. The the show not only is on Netflix, the entire run, plus Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee, the Christmas special. Um, it's also, it came out on Blu-ray last summer, I want to say, the entire series, which is the f- first time it's been in print since probably the early 2000s. Okay. I think, yeah, the early 2000s, they had a big... Because that was back when DVDs, I guess, couldn't hold as much. Mm-hmm. So it was a big 20-disc 20, 20 set. Holy shit. With like two episodes on each DVD or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's now now out there. So I mean, he's making a comeback. He's finally sort of re-embraced the character again. Yeah, and I guess, you know, even... um. Some of the scandal actually does it, actually does him some good because now, see, these, now this is definitely not for kids, you know, this is definitely for adults. So now knowing where he's been and what he's been up to now, it's like, it's, it's funny. Yeah. So that kind of adds a little bit of, uh, you know, so, so the, so the raunchiness that might have already been in it, that kind of adds another layer of edge to it. Whereas opposed to, you know, this PB's Playhouse, which was for kids, that's why it's like, man, I cannot believe they let this stuff fly. Yeah, which you know, I saw saw the H, the newer HBO special, and I, I remember they brought back that Super Pee Wee character from that episode. God, I want to say, I, I know know that there were a lot out of innuendos, but I think there was a lot of pot too. But I don't remember; it's been a while. Doesn't surprise me. But I mean. That that scandal really hurt him for a long time because he didn't do shit. No, he, he didn't do disappeared. Sh- yeah, and and like I said, he fucked up the money, you know. Because yeah. think about how much. I mean, you know, CBS paying you syndication. You know, think about every other network that could have run reruns of Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, all those residuals you would make just off that alone, Emmy Award winning show. Yeah, you know. And, uh, he did, you know, eventually do more work. Like, um, 
he made his official comeback in that in that uh, drug movie Blow mm-hmm. with is that with Johnny Depp? Who was in Blow? Uh, I don't think it was Johnny Depp. I could be wrong, but but yeah, Blow and uh, yeah, that that was his first comeback just as Paul. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that uh, Reno Nine One One movie. He was Terry's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he let's see. Try to pull it up here. Yeah, he did some voice work. He was in that terrible Mystery Men movie. Yeah. In ninety nine. So, yeah, some voice work. Um He was in that movie with um Remember that movie Jason Alexander did with the orangutan? Uh, Dunstan. Yes, yes, no. yes. He was in there. Is Dunstan Jackson? Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, it is. Dunstan. Yeah, here it is. He was in that. Yeah, I mean, so you know, he's been doing other work as uh, as Paul Rubens, right? Paul Rubens. Yeah, a lot of voice work. I'm looking at his uh, his list here. Wow, he was he was on that Tron Uprising show. Really. 17 episodes. Huh. That it, it was the CG show that was based on the... Uh, what was that? Neutron yeah, movie Tron that came out? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I saw, I saw a couple episodes of that show. I mean, it's not bad, but, you know. Yeah, he was on there. He was... Uh, he's going to be up in Portlandia <laughs> sometime this year. He was on the blacklist, which is that... What, I... I I haven't watched that show, but I hear it's good. Yeah, about I murderers or something? i never seen it. Yeah, I, I know he's done a couple of things as being kind of shady. Yeah. Not just 30, or uh, not just blow, but where is it? I know he, he did one of those cop shows and he was playing a killer or something. I don't see it on here. Maybe he didn't. But anyway, anyway, I mean, he he's gotten over the scandal, so yeah, I, I'd say he is uh, secure. And now, now that we are adults, and I mean, the whole reason we have this show is nostalgia, uh, and I, I think that's what he is hooked in. Now you know he's mm-hmm. hooked into the nostalgia of people our, our age and a little bit older. Pee-wee's making a comeback. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got kids, try and watch it with them. Yeah. Try um, and watch Pee-wee's. Yeah, you were saying something about that in the beginning. Um, I didn't, I didn't mention because we, you know, rolled on with the conversation. You know, mine, we're both you know, nine years old, my twins. You know, they weren't feeling it either. You know, I think it's just too much weirdness thrown at them right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they've also not seen the movie. So they don't know, you know, they're really not familiar with this character at all. So I don't know. Maybe if they saw the movie and got any enjoyment out of it, maybe they'd watch, maybe they'd enjoy the show. But even then, like I said, by the time I was nine, I was pretty much done with Pee Wee. So I don't. They might just be over it. Yeah, I don't know though, because a lot of shows that are similar to Pee Wee are popular. Like, um, uh, maybe not Adventure Time, but. You know, there's a, a lot of these cartoons that are on now are just as fucked up and weird, and have have even, I would say, 
more overt, overtly sexual jokes in them. Yeah, but the you setting know. is different, you know. Where, yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, a cartoon like Adventure Time, you know, as a you know, or these Adult Swim shows, as opposed to, you know, a kids show from the eighties, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we've uh, gone on long enough, I think, about Pee Wee. Yes, sir. Uh, though it, it is good to be back behind the, the mics again. Mm-hmm. And this episode, like I said, happened very organically. It just happened to be on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Went and watched it and said, you know what, we, we got to have an episode about this. So. Yeah. So, again, um, go ahead and find us at nojibbajabbafm.com. Yes. We're on Facebook at facebook.com. Slash no jibba jabba FM. Uh, of course, our Twitter is at Death Gigs Pod. I'm at JRU78. John, or Illy, sorry. <laughs> Illy is at Illrockski. Yes. Um, email address if you want to shoot us an email about anything. It's deathcakespod at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, don't forget to rate us on Stitcher and iTunes. Yes. Please. Yes. You now know, that I got a machine again, you know. We will be, uh, I, you know, I had a ton of, uh, iTunes, uh, reviews and ratings I want to throw out to people. You know, I'm getting, I'm back on that now. You know, didn't get to do it because when I had the downtime to do it, I didn't have a computer. So, yeah. Yeah. But now we are back. We are ready. You know, so, uh, be looking for us, do some big things this year. Yes. Yeah. It's got a lot, uh, a lot in store. Hopefully it all pans yeah. out the way we're looking for. Yeah. So, till next time, folks. See ya! See ya!